0: Welcome to another episode, guys, I am excited because today we have a very special guest. Lauren Kubat is with us and she is a group fitness instructor, motivational speaker, mom of two boys, the host of the Become Your Vision podcast, and she also um, enjoys hosting vision events and meetings for women. Uh, their connection events where they create um, conversations through vulnerability and um, Lauren, we are just so excited to have you. So welcome to the podcast.
1: Yay. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited.
0: Yes. So Lauren, I would like to just jump right in. So okay. in this podcast, we just go right for it. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but before we do, before mm-hmm. I jump in, just mm-hmm. if you don't mind um, letting us know a little bit about you and your background, where you're coming from and why you have such a passion for fitness.
1: Okay, so I guess we'll go back to. I don't know when I was younger, I wasn't um, really athletic. I I dabbled in dance, I liked to dance, but um, didn't really. I wasn't really brought up on like sports or anything. I worked through um, high school, um, I used uh, fitness strictly um, as a means to lose weight. Um, I was, um, overweight and I just viewed as like, oh, if I can just work out, um, to lose weight. So I, um, started almost, um, excuse me, like as, you know, a means to lose weight, but what ended up happening is I absolutely fell in love with fitness. Um, my background is actually, I went to school for elementary education, You know, taught for six years in a school system. wasn't in love with it. I knew once I had my boys that um, I did didn't want to teach anymore. And this this um, love for fitness um, grew, and I knew that I wanted to teach people how to incorporate uh, fitness into their lives and use it as a means of like expressing ourselves, a means of navigating through trials in our life and stress and using it as um, a source of medicine, essentially, and not um, as punishment. So uh, yeah, that's kind of where it all began.
0: Yeah, I think you hit on so many valuable points in just sharing your story. I know a lot of my clients, a lot of my listeners, you know, they're, they have a lot of thoughts about exercise. Like I should be doing this. I should be doing more. I only associate it with weight loss, Mm -hmm. you know, to get to the point of falling in love with exercise that just feels a little too far out there. Yeah. Um, So where did that transition or, you know, where it was seen only for weight loss and turn into so much more, how did that go about, or were you even aware that it was happening when it was? There was a point
1: where I actually looked forward to going to the gym, which I never thought. So I guess like when I was younger, so like I started gaining weight, you know, when my hormones started to change in like middle school and you're super awkward. Um, And I started running because that's how I knew to lose weight because that's what people did is, is they ran. And, um, it was not necessarily something like I really enjoyed, but I knew, or I thought I knew I wasn't really educated on it. That's how I would, um, you know, lose weight or, you know, stop being made fun of in school or whatever. And then that kind of like continued through high school. Like I said, I didn't play sports and I had this kind of like relationship of gaining weight and then losing weight and gaining weight and losing weight, et cetera. And then went to community college and you know, use the machines, typically the treadmill or the elliptical things that were very easy to use on, off button, incline, decline, you know, certain speeds. And it wasn't something that I I really enjoyed. It was something that I kind of like made myself um, do. And then uh, kind of the change where the change started happening was in college, I started taking um, group fitness classes and it was like things like dance. And I, you know, I grew up on dance and I took dance classes. So it was kind of like reminiscing and like doing um, moving my body in a way that actually like felt um, fun. And then I graduated from college and then um, just started going in different gyms and dabbling with, you know, different instructors and seeing um, what interested me, trying different classes and this is actually how I met one of my best friends. We still talk to this day, but she was a group fitness instructor. She had amazing energy. She had amazing music. She felt, uh, she made me feel comfortable and like I belonged, but it didn't happen overnight. It took, um, you know, trial and error, and then figuring out what I did enjoy. And and then it, be kinda, it became like a social thing. Like I wanted to see my friends at the gym. And it was then that became something that I looked forward to. But yeah, it, do, it does, it doesn't happen overnight. And if you have access to trying different classes where you could, um, where somebody is telling you exactly what to do, because you're already in a vulnerable state, you're like, you have all these goals, and you don't know where to start. So having somebody to tell you exactly, you know, what to do in the beginning, I feel
0: like that can
1: be super helpful.
0: Oh, oh, absolutely. Because, you know, I know for me too. like, I don't want to have to think about it. (laughs) Just tell me what to do. It's so much easier just point me in the right direction versus me trying to have to try so many different ways and figure it out on my own. It's sometimes in the beginning, you just need somebody to take your hand and say, come this way. Right. We're going to start here. doesn't mean we're going to end here. It just means let's start here. Absolutely. And and then it leads to like branching out into
1: other things. It's like, oh, we did this in class. Okay. You know, the gym is closed. I can, you know, try this at home or whatever, but easing into it, you know, start dabbling first and um, realize that, you need to be a beginner for a little while, you know, until you begin to master it. So
0: ease into it. So how do you get over that beginner's, I don't want to call it, we'll call it vulnerability, right? How do, because so many of my clients, they are, you know, very they, they don't like the way that feels like I'm, people are going to, I feel like people are going to be looking at me and I don't know the moves. Um, so to put myself into that vulnerable situation is scary. Yeah, um, How do you get over that? Or what do you have? What do you teach your, your clients to make them feel more comfortable? It is definitely
1: a thing. Um, I remember being like in high school and having a gym pass and just the smell of walking into the gym created this nervousness, uh, the self-consciousness, like I don't necessarily want to be here, but I know I should be here. And I know I am going to feel better when I leave these doors, but it's that initial step inside the building or wherever, um, that creates this like anxiousness. Um, I recommend, okay. So first of all, if you're not super coordinated, I wouldn't recommend putting you in a more vulnerable situation, like taking a Zumba class. If you have like two, two left feet, or, you know, I would recommend maybe taking like a strength building class or starting with, you're like, you know, very easy. There, there aren't um, a lot of steps starting um, with low weights, easing it to that way. Um, A lot of self-talk realize, you know, you have to realize like, it's okay to be a beginner. Um, this is all part of the process, and almost like being your number one cheerleader, like hyping yourself up. Um, you listening to like. Music that's going to help you, you know, get you pumped up to go to the gym and maybe not feel so vulnerable. Having a mantra, I'm going kind of off on a tangent, but these are the things like I do going on a mantra, like I'm doing the best I can. I'm a good person. Kind of repeating these things in your head so you actually believe it. And then I always say this one kind of sounds silly, but like wear something that you feel good in at the gym. Like pick out a new outfit where you're like, okay, okay, I could do this. You know, that kind of thing is like, put yourself in a, you know, in a feel good situation to begin with. And then that kind of eliminates, um, or, you know, takes away some of, you know, that gym anxiety.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Something you said, just reminded me, um, you know, when all the gyms were closed, I was doing some of the, like the YouTube videos or just yeah. something at home. And I chose a Latin dance class. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, let's just say it wasn't pretty. And yeah. my daughters were watching and they're like, mom, you don't look anything like the people in the video. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, but at least I'm up here doing it, you know? Yes. Um, but yeah, I can understand if you're not comfortable in that setting, or if you haven't been in that setting before, you know, that fear, that anxiety takes over and you really need to come up. If I one of the things I've heard one time is if you don't like the way you feel, it's your job to change it. Mm, So it's your job to change the thoughts. Mm -hmm. And so if the thought of everybody's going to be looking at me, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't want to be here, if that is your script, yeah. It's going to be very hard to, you know, open that door and go into a new class. But if you're like you said, everybody's a beginner at some point. Um, I can do this. I'm going to make mistakes and that's okay. That's part of the learning process. Changing the mindset work around your head before you walk in is critical Mm -hmm. to actually walking in the door.
1: Yes. And I always say like, nobody's looking at you. Like everybody is so consumed with how they look. Are they doing it right? And their own thoughts. Nobody is like staring at you like oh my gosh she's doing that wrong and she's doing this wrong and she's like whatever you know and if you do do something wrong like laugh it off because we have all like been there and I try to make such a like you know a comfortable environment as much as I can in repeating those things like you know if you mess up it's totally okay I've been there that you know and, and just repeating that and just realizing like we're so consumed with the way we look. Everybody's so concerned about the way they look. Nobody, nobody's, you know, staring at you, you know, and just realizing that, you know.
0: It's like the beach, right? Everybody yes. thinks that everybody is looking at them when yeah. in fact, everybody's so worried about the exact same thing. I mean, really sure. Nobody's looking at you at the beach, right. but it feels like there's a spotlight on you. Uh-huh. right? Yeah, um, so true. So, I want to talk a little bit about who is exercise for because there, you know, when it comes to weight loss, you know, how you started your journey, so mm-hmm. much of exercise is around um, you have to exercise for weight loss. Mm-hmm. Is that something you believe in as well? Or do you feel like there are other um, benefits or other motives for exercise that we yeah. should look into?
1: Um.
0: I think that's where a lot of people
1: start is, is mainly for weight loss. And unfortunately, um, it takes time to have that switch or, you know, if you are in a position, you're like, you know what, I'm very stressed out to begin. And you're like, I just need to move. Um, I highly recommend that your thoughts, uh, signify things. If you're very, very stressed tune into those thoughts. Um, and even a simple walk brings so much clarity and exercise is, is for everyone. And there's no, um, like one type of exercise that fits all, you know, I feel like if you're like one that, you know, you know, um, suffers with like a lot of stress or doubt or worry, even like going on a simple walk now, I know it's like winter in a lot of places, but like even going on um, a treadmill, uh, like today, I wasn't feeling my best at the gym. I knew I was like, I didn't want to like lift or anything. I, but I knew I wanted to move my body and I knew I would feel better after I moved my body. So I just uh, went on the treadmill and listened to a podcast and listening to, you know, other people's thoughts and other people's opinions and it, it helps um, refocus uh, your thoughts, but um, getting to a place, I think the journey not, should not be a using fitness as um, getting to a goal weight, but uh, using fitness as um, almost like a medication, almost like a healer, you know, using it as, you know, a self, self-soother when you are going through it. And then, uh, naturally your body, body will respond to that and you will lose weight, but, um, the mental benefits, Ooh, I feel like outweigh the physical benefits sometimes.
0: Yeah. I once read that if we could bottle up all of the positive effects from exercise into a pill, it would be the number one seller because oh. it helps with sleep and anxiety um, mood, uh, self-esteem, like so many underlying yeah. challenges that we face every day because we're not taking care of ourselves. And just that simple form of movement, which is available to all of us mm-hmm. for free, yeah. <laughs> right? We can walk anywhere. Yeah. We don't need an expensive membership somewhere. Um, yeah. and yet we're not tapping into that potential. Yeah, and and
1: exercise I say is like the catalyst for so many other things. You know, if you if you have if you're able to incorporate exercise into your life, you know, um, on a routine, you know, basis, it's like it's the catalyst to maybe potentially like starting your business or you know doing some more soul searching and reading books and just becoming better you know, as a person, not just in the area of being more fit.
0: Yeah. So I know for me personally, um, I have a routine every single morning. I'm, I like routine. I like um, that helps me stay focused. But um, first thing I do after I pee, of course, um, (laughs) is I read my Bible. And then the second thing that I do is I, I exercise in some capacity because I feel like it's really important to get my mind and my body in a good place before I do anything else. So I'm not checking emails. I'm not checking voicemails, um, social media. Like I keep my phone downstairs, um, but I make sure that I take care of my body because I know how much more focus I have and how much more clarity and sometimes more calmness. Mm -hmm. Not all the times. (laughs) There are a lot of people in my house that can change that very quickly. But I feel like I've at least set myself up for success, mm-hmm. the best way I know how, my mind and my body. And that is something I am not willing to sacrifice. Um, that's mm-hmm. just when I'm on vacation, whether I'm on a trip, like that is a non-negotiable because I just know how much better I feel. Mm-hmm. And so now I want to get your opinion on this. So I actually in in my book, um, I wrote a chapter on why I run. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think that one of the benefits to, to exercise, you know, is that, um, stress reduction now I've always paired it with, it gives my emotions somewhere to go like on the pavement and I pound it out. But I've also started looking into the concept of, because so much of exercise is based on the breath.
1: Mm -hmm. right?
0: And focusing on the breath and the inhale, the exhale. I know sometimes when I run, there's a cadence, right? Like inhale for two, exhale for two, or sometimes I try to drag that out to slow down my breathing. Yeah. Isn't there so much a connection though, with our breathing, you know, and, and the exercise benefit, like sometimes I think that it's the breath control that actually is helping my stress management sometimes even more than the, the physical, action of moving my body? I don't know what your thoughts are on
1: that. Yeah, for sure. Um, and that's why you hear like a lot of instructors, like don't hold your breath. You know, I say that a lot, a lot, um, remember to breathe because, um, naturally, I guess it could be, um, a natural thing for some people to hold, um, their breath through, um, movement, whether, you know, obviously like with swimming and things like that. But, um, you become hyper-focused, uh, on the physical movement that you're doing that you forget to breathe, but just remembering yet yeah, to breathe in through your nose, out through your mouth and like at certain parts of the exercise, like at the really tough parts, you know, and then let it go. Um, but yes, definitely. And, um, yeah. And that's where, like, I feel like when you can focus on your breathing, when you're feeling like that unease, when you're going into the gym or when you're just starting a class and you're just starting to exercise and you're feeling like, oh my gosh, everybody's looking at me. But when you're like, when you stop to go in through your nose, out through your m- mouth, and then you focus on the breaths, that definitely changes your mind. And yes, for sure. I definitely Gives agree with
0: that. Focus. Yeah. So- I do want to switch gears just a little bit because I have so many, uh, like I said, clients or listeners, um, they're not quite sure where to start. Mm -hmm. They know they want to do something. They know they should do something, uh, but it feels very overwhelming. And I, a lot of times I say my former athletes struggle the most because they have this preconceived notion of what they think exercise needs to look like for it to count, (laughs) right? If it's not an hour sweat session, then it doesn't count. Right, Because, you know, that's what practice used to look like, you know, an hour or two of complete exhaustion. And if I don't have an hour or two to devote, then why bother at all? Yeah. So how do we start incorporating it into our day? Let's say, even if we don't belong to a gym or we're not doing a formal workout, what are some ways we can start to build momentum and create new habits?
1: Yeah. Asking yourself, like, how do you want to feel? So like, If you want to um, be more energized, you know, think of uh, going on a walk, something that is easy, easy for you to start. If you're like, okay, there's no way I can run a mile to begin with. No way. Okay. And if you haven't exercised, you know, since you were in high school and now you're in your mid forties, you're, I, you know, you're not going to be running, you know, so pick something that you can do and then stay consistent with and doesn't feel like punishment. So walking, mostly, you know, everybody can walk. So setting yourself up like on a consistent schedule, I'm going to walk whether, you know, 20, 30 minutes, three to four times a week, easing into it. And then once you prove to yourself like, oh yeah, that's not so bad. I can do that, maybe increasing the number of days that you are walking, or maybe increasing the um, duration of the time when you are actually walking, increasing from 20 to 30, maybe 35 to 40, kind of easing into that. Ask yourself how um, you want to feel. And then um, if you're like, okay, this isn't so bad, maybe you start to get bored. Okay, take a new path, start changing it up that way. And then your body will tell you like oh, these walks are kind of becoming easy. You know, I really want to, I want to feel strong. Like I remember um, uh, moving, I don't know, a bed or something um, or a couch with um, my husband, my then, he was my then boyfriend at the time. And I, he was like, can you get the other end? And I was like, okay. And it was so dang heavy. And I was so And now I'll be able to do that. And he has actually mentioned before, like, Oh, you, you, you know, he noticed that, um, I have strength, you know, that I could actually do that. So like, if you're walking, you're like, Oh, well, I actually want to be, be, um, become feel stronger. So then you might want to incorporate the strength building and things like that. If you don't belong to the gym, there's tons of stuff on YouTube. Start with, if you're going from walking, go to strength training with just body weight exercises, and then, then build on that. And you can, you know, take some classes online with YouTube or whatever. And then you're like, okay. These, these squats are becoming easy. I'm not sore anymore. Incorporate
0: fives and, and build on it, but set yourself, up for success strength was always something that was a little more intimidating like I would typically do more cardio because that seemed more familiar but I found that I actually really enjoy the strength because when I feel strong I notice I feel more confident
1: yeah absolutely now I think when people are first beginning to you're intimidated but you know you can walk um then it can um lead running or yeah. And then, um, strength building, but I think a lot of people are intimidated by strength building because they don't feel like they are, um, doing it right. So it would take, you know, um, looking up things on, on form or even, getting a um, personal trainer to actually help you because it's like when you ride your bike, you have assistance. So think about when you're a novice in anything else, you have somebody helping you um, and, and guiding you. So hire it, it pays to hire somebody.
0: One of the things that I hear a lot is I don't feel like exercise. I don't feel like working out. How do you create motivation to want to work out? Because that just seems to be such a big challenge.
1: It definitely is, especially in the beginning. Um, it's uncomfortable, you know, you're like, you get sweaty, you have those emotions. Um, you're not used to it. It may bring on, um, soreness but thinking about how you want to feel once it's over you want to um feel accomplished you want to feel that post-workout endorphins um so thinking about that um putting on a good playlist that always motivates me. If you have a playlist, I always say have like a backup playlist or just a playlist, a motivational playlist where you're like, it's all these songs that you're like, ooh, I need to be dancing. I need to be moving. I need to be doing something. So have that. And then also, um I mean, don't rely on this heavily, but maybe having, um, a girlfriend or a friend or somebody that, especially maybe in the beginning where you're like, okay, I'm looking forward to that conversation with them, or I'm looking forward to taking this class with them or this walk with them, but then you will want to, because you want to be, um, in their, in their company. But knowing that it's, it's nothing to do with you. It's a natural feeling and just kind of working through those emotions and asking yourself, well, why, why don't I want to work out? Okay. Well, it's going to take some time. Okay. Well, what would I be doing instead of working out? Oh, you'd probably just be watching TV. Okay. Well, how is that going to make you feel? And kind of going down that rabbit hole of why you don't want to, and then convincing yourself like. Well, I'm gonna feel better if I actually move my body.
0: Right. Exactly. And sometimes it's just as simple as you don't have to feel like it. Like right. You do a lot of things. Right. Yeah. You know, or if our um, you know, imagine if you were talking to your spouse and your spouse yeah. is like, I don't feel like taking out the trash tonight. You probably <laughs> wouldn't say, Oh, okay, well then let me do it for you. You would right. be like, I don't care. Do it anyway, right? Were, like, yeah. And sometimes we just need to, you know, we don't have to wait until we feel inspired, right. or we don't have to wait till we feel motivated, because otherwise yeah. we could be waiting a really long time.
1: Yes, you um, will never be always motivated. You, you right. just all your ex or uh, your workouts aren't going to be a hundred percent. My workout today was probably thirty percent, you know, but. I moved and I felt better for doing it, but yeah, sometimes you just have to give that little pep talk that
0: just, you do it, you know, you do it and you do it for, like you said, the reasons because of how I'm going to feel. I'm never going to be upset because I worked out. I'll be upset if I don't.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And sometimes that game we play in our head, like, we should have just worked out. You should have done it. Or, you know, or you see like pictures on Facebook. Oh, they, they went to class or whatever. Like why, why couldn't I, you know, that type of thing. And that sometimes, you know, that guilt trip um, that we do to ourselves is like far worse than actually the workout.
0: Correct. Okay. So if we were going to start incorporating exercise into our routine, is there like a, I know there's every. It's different for every person, obviously, with a different skill set or comfort level. But is there something we should aim for in time, in terms of how long we should exercise, or um, at what intensity should it be? Weights? Should it be cardio? Should it be both? Like. Yeah. What is a good place to start? That is that is such a, a loaded question. It's
1: like being honest with yourself first and foremost. Um, do you have the time? And do you want to be spending um, an hour at the gym? If you do a 20, if you're like, okay, I just want to get, I want to sweat. I want to exert so much energy and feel accomplished in 20 minutes. I would recommend a HIIT type Workout So that's high intensity interval training. So it's, um, doing something for high intensity for a short amount of time. So that might be a sprint, um, on the treadmill or sprint on a bicycle or, um, jump squats, as many jump squats as you can in 20 seconds or body weight squats or what have you, um, getting that heart rate up for a short amount of time. And the recovery time is, is super low. Now, if you're, um, uh wanting to you know swim for an hour ask yourself what do you want to do and what is uh realistic for you i think we get caught up in we have to strength train a certain number of days a week and we have to do cardio a certain number of days a week the exercise where you can incorporate both um i highly recommend like if you're doing like a hit type exercise um i highly recommend that um, But first and foremost is proving to yourself that, yeah, I can, I can move, move, um, you know, three days a week, three to four days a week and keep it as a routine. And then you'll start to see like, well, okay, what do I want to see if I want to see more definition? Okay. I'm going to have to, you know, do more strength building, but it's not, um, it's not a one size fits all. I have tons of people and now I don't teach Zumba, but that's all they do is, they just want to socialize and they just want to dance and it's a 45 minute class and they take that three to four times a week. So it's, what do you want to accomplish? You know, if you want to get faster, okay. Then you're going to need to do like different intervals um, you know, sprints, you're going to need to do that cardio. Um, if you want to lower your resting heart rate, you're going to have to incorporate um, more, more cardio. If you want more muscle definition, you're, you know, you'll start to incorporate um, the strength building and ease into it slowly go into it. Um, And now, especially with COVID, there's so many programs online that you can pick and choose like what types of exercise you do when you do it um, and things of um, that nature, but setting that routine up first, make it a part of your daily life and then start to incorporate, you know, what is going to make you faster or stronger.
0: Now, is there a specific exercise for creating abs and getting that definition? Because I have so many women that will be like, what exercise should I do to get rid of of my belly? And what would yeah. you tell
1: them? First and foremost, it's nutrition. That is mm-hmm. that is number 1. If you're doing a thousand crunches, but um, your uh, nutrition is full of, you know, processed foods and lack of uh, nutrients, you won't see that um, abdominal definition that you would like. Now, if you are in a point where you're, um, you know, you don't really have any um, weight to lose, and your nutrition is on track, you feel good. Um, but you want to see, maybe you had kids, you want to see a little bit more definition um, in that abdominal area, Um, constantly like switching it up. There are your traditional abdominal exercises like a plank or like Russian twists with a weight, but um, basically any type of exercises, exercise is in going to incorporate the core. Like if you think of a lunge, um, that's your stabilizer. That's going to keep you um, from wobbling. That's going to help you with your balance. So you're actually engaging your core when you're not even really thinking about it. But um, when, if you do want to uh, have a stronger core and more definition when you're doing things like a traditional lunge, you know, rolling your shoulders back and then tucking that um, belly button into your spine and kind of like squeezing like you're doing almost like a, a standing crunch and engaging um, those muscles. But um, they're switching it up. Um, if you're doing crunches all the time, your body gets accustomed to that. So, you know, incorporating a plank, like just a variety of different abdominal exercises um, is best, you know.
0: So I've always been taught like almost brace yourself as if you're going to get punched in the stomach. Yes, Like that's kind of, you know, where you would kind of suck your stomach in a little bit and make it as tight as possible. So it wouldn't hurt as much when you get punched. That's what it means to engage your core. Is that correct? Oh, for sure. I also like
1: to think, um, like when my kids are climbing on me, I always brace myself. Cause I'm like, okay, just squeeze your stomach so they don't hurt you. Um, and then, uh, yeah. Or if I'm like lying on my back, I, I don't know where this came from, but like, I think of like a drop of water in like my belly button. And I don't want, if you're especially like lying on your back, you don't want it to like slip out. So you're squeezing that, you know, that drop of water. Um, and like, yeah, from, you know, you don't want it to fall out. So you're, you're engaging that, but you're like, yeah, you're squeezing, you're bracing yourself.
0: So even whenever you're doing your other exercises, getting, you know, getting your core involved is another great way to increase the intensity and get more benefit from it.
1: Yes. Thinking about that. Yeah, exactly. And when you see somebody with like poor balance, um, a lot of the times it's, um, you know, weak abdominal muscles. Um, and when you have stronger abdominal muscles that will help with balance. So start to incorporate more balance type exercises, and that will help with, um, core. If you think of like, um, Uh, Like a surfer, or like um, I don't know, like a skateboarder, something. They have like a they have a strong, strong core, Um, but start incorporating more like balance type things. Like start by, it sounds silly, but um, like standing on one foot, bringing one leg behind you, like if you're doing like a quad stretch, and then. Stand by a wall, see if you how long you could stand, you know, on that one leg, and then add your hand. And you start by building there and then switch to the other leg, and that will help your core as well. So, and then especially if you're um, older, a lot of you know, different age groups in my classes. you really want to make sure your balance is on point because as you get older, you're, you know, um, when you fall, it takes longer to recover, your bones are more uh, fragile. So, uh, balance definitely, definitely important.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm starting to notice that already. And yeah, I'm, I'm not that old, but I'm noticing that my balance isn't as, as, as it once was. Right. Do you recommend a rest day during um, your week? Yes. Yes, I do. Um, it's
1: very important to, um, listen to your body and recover and, um, you know, your body can heal and those muscles need, need to heal. And you can even now sitting on a couch all day, you don't necessarily have to do that. They call things like something like, a, like a resting, um, or an active rest day. So that would be like a light walk or like stretching or a light yoga class. But yes, yes. Mentally, I think it's great. Physically, I think it's great. Um, you could still move, but you, know, you don't have to go so hard. Um, and I think it's important to take a day off from your traditional
0: exercise. Yeah, we actually sometimes see the opposite effects happen when they're constantly tearing yeah. down muscle mm-hmm. then the body becomes inflamed. Um, yeah. and it starts to hold on to weight. Um, yeah. like you said, there's more injuries. The recovery isn't, isn't where it's quick anymore. And yeah. I mean, which you can see, be can
1: start to go down. You're more inclined to get sick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. My husband and I both, um, had COVID and we're, you know, inside. Um, but I was like, obviously I couldn't, there was days that I felt great, but I was like, my body cannot, you know, use these weights or lift these weights or whatever. And I was like, I just wanted to go, you know, for a walk. Of course I was away from people and totally safe, but that is what my body body did. And actually like during this, like in a week. you know, I, I was eating, eating the same, wasn't exercising, but I think because I was working out so hard, my, um, body was reacting to that and it was holding water. Like I lost like three pounds of just water weight. So that definitely signified like, Hey, you need to rest more and you need to incorporate these walking days more. So
0: yeah. Yeah. Don't discount the walks They're Yes. You're powerful Definitely. and oh, we don't sure. need to go 100% seven days a week. That actually Absolutely. can be more detrimental. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, awesome. Well, there was a ton of great information in here. Um, Lauren, how do we learn more about you and and some of your speaking engagements and all those things?
1: Okay. So on Instagram, I'm Lauren, L-A-U-R-E-N, period, Kubat. KUBAT uh Facebook Lauren Kubat um on the podcast I'm be, uh it's become your vision on Spotify and iTunes um if you want to learn more just about me I have my speaking engagements um things like that on my website it's um push p u s h online pt.com so.
0: excellent yeah, all thanks. right Lauren well We always conclude our podcast with a recipe. So I'm going to ask you to share one of either a family favorite recipe or a go-to meal or snack that you enjoy um, because part of this podcast is the education and the information, but then it's also the practical part. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, give me some ideas that I can incorporate into my own lifestyle. So,
1: oh, okay. We had tacos tonight, so I'm going to go, um, with tacos. Um, but I, I love like right now I'm into like the snacks. I'm into like a rice cake and peanut butter is super good apples and peanut butter. Um, yes. Things that are going to like, I I have such a sweet tooth. So, um, that really helps with, uh, the sweet tooth is like that rice cake and a little bit of peanut butter is crunchy and sweet and a little bit of salty. So good.
0: Nice. I'll give you a tip. Um, I just actually, uh, one of my own clients gave me this tip, but if you're in the mood for something sweet, um, try a dried fig. Really? Yes. So, you know, if you've ever had a fig Newton, that's exactly what it tastes like, but why figs work are, it's a very specific flavor and it's not one that typically people want to eat in abundance. Oh, okay, so yeah. it's one of those things where you like, you have the flavor and you're like, okay, that works, but it satisfies your sweet craving and it's something very healthy as well. So, Oh, I love that. I have yes. to pick that up. Yes. So, um, awesome. All right. Well, that is easy enough. Um, sometimes yes. we're like, oh, we need these complicated recipes. No, we don't. No, yeah. we just need like satisfy the crunch, satisfy the creamy, the yeah. salty, the sweet done move on so
1: super easy the kids like them um yeah and it feels like I guess to like the size of it it's like oh you know it's a a round like big circle you know it's not something little so you're like oh I feel like I'm eating more than I actually am exactly awesome
0: all right Lauren well thank you again for joining us today thank you for having me of course and guys um that's all we got for today and we'll see you next time take care Thanks for listening to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please rate, review, and share with others so we can reach and help more people. For more information about nutrition, how to work with a dietitian, or about any of our programs, visit our website at bodymetricspa.com. Or you can find us on socials. We're on Instagram at Bodymetrics Health or on Facebook at Bodymetrics Health and Wellness Services. The book *Nourish, Eat, Repeat* is available on our website and Amazon in both paperback and ebook versions. Once again, I'm Adrienne Delgado, and I'll see you next week.